I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. It is so much fun when I get a referral from a guest I have had on like Belinda Womack that opens up a whole new world I would have never known was out there. Today, you are going to have the absolute pleasure of meeting Kate Searle, a student of Belinda Womack, who wrote a book called My Soul Treasure about children learning about their soul. When I heard about her and read her book, her message resonated with me so much because you know how passionate I am about children learning their inner power and spiritual intuition early on in life. Her book is so beautiful and an incredible tool for parents to teach our children how beautiful their souls are and how to tap into their very own magic. I love Kate's passion because it's so similar to mine, which is why I am beginning a new eight-week session of my Raising Confidence course so teens can be empowered to uncover their magical soul early on in life and realize they can be, do, or have anything. If you have a teen or know of one, please contact me or go to my website and find out more information. Let's all be on the same page with our kids in this world we live in, especially today. These kids have gone through a lot like we have in this last couple of years. Let's not wait to see the effects of this pandemic in the future. Let's choose to make a difference now. I can't wait to lead your kids on this magical journey to discover who they truly are. Now let's meet this beautiful soul who has come into my life that I get to share with you today, all the way from Australia. (laughs) Her name is Kate Searle. She worked as a geologist for almost two decades in Western Australia and Canada. She returned to university to study law and completed her Juris Doctor in 2019. Becoming a mother sparked Kate's love of storytelling. She has an innate passion for instilling children with a sense of personal empowerment and has woven her love of gemstones and nature into her debut book, My Soul Treasure, to teach children about the incredible powers of their own soul. So let's get this magical conversation started. Please welcome Kate Searle to the show. Is that how you pronounce your last name? That's right. Okay, good. I'm like, oh, you're so welcome. First, I'm starting to say it and I should have asked you, but it's Searle. Yes, that's right. I say Searle like a poo. Oh, I love it. All the way from... Where are you? Australia. Australia. Australia on the sunny coast of Western Australia. So it's... Where are you at now? Spring, fall, winter? Yeah, we're just coming out of summer and we're about to go into autumn, which is fall, but it's still really hot. So today's a super hot day and we're getting that last bit of summer weather so we can still enjoy the beach and go swimming before winter. Have you always lived there? I grew up inland on a farm, like in a um, a beautiful farm, but then I have lived down south. We call it down um, in Australind, which is a little coastal town. Um, south of Perth and then I moved to Perth um, and have lived here most of my life. Um, I've studied, did my um, degrees here. I did spend a little bit of time living in Canada which was really exciting. Um, Where in Canada? In British Columbia in the mountains. Yeah because I lived in, um, I grew up in Washington State. Oh wow yes. We would go to Canada a lot. 
And I lived yeah, in Montana and we'd go up to Calgary and that kind of thing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's such a beautiful part of the world. Yes. Um, anyway, I just was excited to meet you today. And I know our mutual friend is Belinda Womack, who yeah. was on this show a few months ago or a couple months ago. She's um, going to be, we're recording this now, but it'll be out before this is the hundredth episode is my top five guests. And she's one of them. Oh, wonderful. I thought she might yes. be. Yeah. Tell me where your connection with Belinda before we get into, yeah. I, I'm going to understand that. Yeah, sure. She's an amazing teacher and has been a wonderful mentor to me. I've read her beautiful book and just found that to be the most incredible book. And then I looked into her and, and saw one of her shows on Gaia, I think it was, online. Uh-huh. And that's fascinating. And then, yeah, did one of her courses online. She's got an amazing array of courses to do. And, yeah, she's been so inspirational to me and just a beautiful person to talk to. Uh, yes. So you were interested in the angels and that's what drew you to her? I think I was more interested in, um, I, I love the angels and have always, you know, felt my angels around me and, and um, you know, have always believed in and felt a strong connection with my family members who've passed away. And, and I think it was more so at the time I'd, you know, just gone through a pretty hard year of work and and in, in COVID environment, which many people would have experienced as well, where you start to kind of think a little bit about, am I on track? Is this exactly where I want to be? It was the year that I was about to turn 40 as well. So I think that also has something to do with it. Right. When you start to really reassess and go, am I doing what I really want to be doing? And my job at the time was really intellectually stimulating and challenging. And I worked with a great group of people, but I was out of the house a lot, away from my two beautiful little kids a lot. And I just took some time off at the end of that year and really reassessed, am I doing what I love? And that's a key question that Belinda's really big on asking people to really consider, am I doing what I love? And I found it a little bit surprising that, well, not really, but I loved being with my children. I wanted to be with them. I wanted to be playing games with them. I'm really creative and I think I always have been, but I wasn't allowing that part of me to sort of really shine. I also have a very strong logical brain. I've done a law degree and a geology degree and and spent a lot of time in a mining industry where you're, you know, it's sometimes it's fun to kind of, just be really intellectually, you know, challenged. And, but then I felt like I was kind of missing out on something. And it was that creative part of me that I really wanted to just have an opportunity to experience. So with the support of my very kind and supportive husband, I actually resigned and um, took basically a year off to really see what I could, what I wanted to do and what I wanted to give and, and have a bit more of a sense of authenticity about mm-hmm. what else instead of just doing a, a job, going to work and kind of giving them my time and my energy. I wanted right. to see what I could do for me and what I could give. And that's at the time I just felt this big burst of inspiration to teach children what I know and what I kind of believe and my truth. So it was one of those very amazing times, which you might have experienced in your life too, where you suddenly have many different things happening and little signs popping up and which kind of point you in the right direction. So I, I followed that. And I can tell you about some of those if you like. I would love to. And I, you know, I'm thinking about, cause I've quit jobs and just let surrender and trust come into play. Those two words are really important to me. And I know that's when magic has happened in my life. And you know, when you always are thinking you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but you know, something's missing and Mm -hmm. how many people in this world just keep going and don't listen to that voice and push, you know, and take that step and realize, oh my gosh, you know, and I always say, you know, say yes more and stop saying what if, because, you know, we're only here for the short time. But, you know, when you think of my, I had children at 37 and 40. Mm -hmm. And I knew before that, that when I do have them, I am going to be so present 
And so there's nothing's going to pull me from that. I will live in a tent if I had to, you know, I would just, that would be my focus. And, and I appreciate, and I know that is how you are. And I know that's what pulled you to from that feeling of why, you know, what is, and plus it's also amazing is when you know that what you're doing is what they're looking at instead of what you're, you know, I always say they, they do what you do, not what you say. Exactly. And that's what I, I had that same feeling, that same realization that hang on, they're seeing me get ready and leave the house for most of the week. And then when I was coming home, I was not, I was tired. And so many women could relate to this feeling. And you know, you come home, then you, that's that short little bit of time you have with them before they go to bed and you're exhausted, they're exhausted. And, you know, you have so many parents who tell you it goes so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I can't, I don't want to miss out on this, these years with them. And there's such a joy to be around and, it's so delightful to just allow yourself to have that time in your life to play and to have fun right. in, on their level and with them. Right. Rather than I never want to have a regret, right? Especially as a parent. You know, I I, think I, I, exactly. You put up a story the other day that was exactly on point. It was a quote saying, I'm never, or no one's ever going to say, I wish I didn't spend so much time with my kids. Yes. Like, that's what I was just going to tell you. You read my yeah. mind. Exactly. Yes. Cause I was thinking that what came into my head, I, it's so true. I could post that every single day because that's how I feel. That's exactly right. You know, so yeah. tell me about your magic moments in that year. Yeah. Tell me your, so I was just having fun, spending a lot of time with them playing. I, I, at the time COVID was happening. So you're looking around at a lot of chaos and I was starting to wonder what are they picking up on this on their level at the time my children were only three and five. So very young, but at, but, you know, still their school life was being disturbed. And then I watched the movie The Social Dilemma, which... Yes. Yes, okay. So you know it. And it's, um, for your listeners who haven't seen it, it's a Netflix movie or documentary about the effect of social media and the basically the effect that can be having on children. And I was actually just deeply affected by that. There were a couple of points that really shocked and upset me. One was the increased rates of teenage suicide and then this category of preteen suicide which had risen dramatically correlating with social media coming about that was just so saddening and then a comment made by one of the men who had created Pinterest and he admitted that even he was addicted to his phone and he spent a lot of time scrolling on his emails and checking his social media and one night he wanted to stop this habit that he had of taking his phone into his room and he tried his willpower, but that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so then the documentary went on to call for all this government regulation and increased government regulation, which I agree, obviously, in society we need government regulation. We need that. There's a lot of people living on this planet. But he so easily dismissed his willpower. And I thought, what message is that sending to our kids? That don't worry about your willpower. Don't worry about any of your inner powers or your inner strengths. Just wait for a government to solve your problems. And I thought this is not the right message. Why aren't we teaching our children about their willpower, about the inner compass, about their inner strengths, which I call our soul treasure? Because to me, all of our power comes from our soul. And it was one of the key kind of, questions that started ruminating my mind of where do we ever get to learn about our inner strengths and our inner powers as a child? At the time, I started doing some research and I came across this absolutely beautiful quote by Oscar Wilde, who is an Irish poet and um, author, and it just really resonated with me. He said, ordinary riches can be stolen, real riches cannot. In the treasury house of your soul, are infinitely precious things that cannot be taken from you. And I thought, wow, what are these infinitely precious things in our soul? And how can we teach that to our children to help them to learn about their soul to begin with Mm -hmm. and to develop a really deep sense of self-awareness, a connection with their soul, and to learn that, their soul is their source of their powers and they have a wealth of powers inside them. 
So I started to get this idea of a philosophy, if you like, that I wanted to teach children about their soul and help them develop that connection with their soul by calling them soul treasures. I love gemstones. I'm a geologist. (laughs) Oh, yes. You studied geology. That's right. (laughs) You know, it's so funny because, well, okay, so your book is My Soul Treasure. My Soul Treasure. My Soul Treasure. And so going, I forgot you were a geologist and you're into the gems. So when my girls were little, we would go to these gem stores. Paige right now has like gems all over her nightstands on her little everywhere. Isn't that funny? But when you're drawn to them, do you feel like that's something like in a past life? Because I Uh, always think that with Paige, like she's really, there's something about these crystals, stones. So true. And I noticed that in my children, they were forever, well, they still are now. They're collecting little bits of quartz. They're coming home with their pockets full of rocks and treasures and they call them and little quartz crystals and, and their friends are doing it too. I remember yeah. especially in pre-primary, which is a year before you start school here in Australia, all the children just love minerals and gemstones and I was the same way as well as a kid and I think I was lucky enough that on the street that I literally grew up on in Australia, we had a little a gem and shell museum and shop on the street. Oh, so fine. my childhood was trying to do a chore at home, you know, unpack the dishwasher for 20 cents and then I'd jump on my bike and ride down the street and just be buying my little gemstones yeah. into oh. my collection. And then I guess it obviously was staying in me, within me and, inspired me to become a geologist. I was fascinated with the natural, with the planet, volcanoes and rocks. And yeah, interesting. You know, when you, you know, for me, like trying to find my passion. And I think that's why my passion is helping children find their passion before they leave the house is that I didn't know my passion. I didn't have anybody to steer me there. And I didn't really probably know how to listen to my intuition and to teach those that at a young age, when, and me, after reading your book and understanding like, geez, I just think we just need school with this book. We just need to have school. That's all they need to know. I know. And that's how I felt too. I, I, I literally went and looked like I, I mentioned to you earlier that um, I, I knew what I wanted to teach my children about their soul. So I, I went to a teacher warehouse, a superstore to look for it and it wasn't there. And that's when I realized, oh, maybe I could write a story that can teach children at a young age about their soul, how to develop a connection with their soul just to give them a real sense of power and resilience so that as they're growing up, these ideas will just be so certain to them. They'll just feel a sense of my cat, sorry, just a stronger sense of confidence. Yes, their power. And power, exactly, that they can draw on. Mm-hmm throughout their life and my whole aim and goal, I hope, my mission is that as they are growing, whatever happens in the outside world, which we know we can't really control world-scale events, right. um, you know, as we've just seen in the last couple of years, we're facing some big ones. But then also, you know, we also face things like comments on Facebook and children are going to go through that. And I'm just hoping that if they become intrinsically motivated, and look within mm-hmm. and look inward, then they're not going to be so easily hurt by or swayed by external events or external criticism. And at the same time, they'll have, they'll come more to that neutral place where they won't basically need or be so motivated by external approval or external yes. you know, congratulations so much because they're coming from a place of certainty within themselves. This right. is who I am. This is no. what I love you know, thinking of you with your little kid, you know, like they're young. I'm I'm looking at you thinking, oh my gosh, you know, like this is it. Like you have the right here. It's so ripe and, you know, you can just, what, you know, they're just like such sponges. And now I have a 13 and a 15 year old that I've worked with that. And I've done all the, we talk about that all the time. And we have ever since they could listen to me and, I just see a difference. And I, you know, I think of, I look around now, especially as teenagers looking at their, like in COVID, 
they were fine. They knew it was happening for them. They knew there was, this was for a reason, mom. And we just enjoyed the moment. Now I get to be, you know, having family dinners and walking the dogs and, you know, all those things that we were, we didn't get to do because we were so busy, but they didn't look at it like a, you know, oh, I'm so depressed. I don't get to go to a birthday party or, you know, I don't get to go to school. That didn't even enter their mind. And that's a credit to you and the philosophy you've been instilling in them from a young age. So that's their norm. And yes. it's, I think that's wonderful. That's, you know, it's remarkable. And then they can have that, that really strong core so that they're grounded within themselves and exactly what they're doing. They're finding the positive and knowing what they can do, that it's a choice. Right. And that's why I like to call these, you know, these treasures are, are powers. So in my book, you would have seen the beautiful um, the colours representing them. So each of the powers I've given a gemstone and a colour because I feel symbolism is important for children. Yes, um, to I hang on to. believe that. Even just reading it, I get the colours and the, you know, the connection to their mind to think, you know, sapphire and the red and what is that, yeah. you know. So continue because it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah, the illustrations are absolutely incredible. The amazing lady, Alison Mutton, here in Perth, who drew those illustrations, so she's so talented, so gorgeous. And so each of the powers, I've, I've started with seven, so the power to be cosy, creative, happy, loving and compassionate, courageous, imaginative and wise. So they are the ruby, opal, diamond, emerald, sapphire, amethyst and pearl and with the matching colours. So I want children to grow up knowing you have that wealth of treasure inside you. So we all know in life we're going to get hurt. We're going to get hurt feelings. That's This is the school of hard knocks. So right. it's not going to just be, you know, an easy ride. But then what I'm hoping to teach children is that when that happens, that you have the choice, we have free will, we have the choice to use your powers. So which one are you going to call upon? So I've given them clues through the book of when you feel lonely or sad, know your soul sapphires or which one in the book um, that I've I've got here, I could read you some of them. Know they shine bright and surround you in a bubble of light. So I want them to feel that connection between knowing you have that power of a choice to turn to a positive way of thinking when you're feeling low and then with a simple visualisation exercise of imagining them in a bubble of light, I think is just it's a great way firstly to teach them about visualisation and to imagine their soul expanding helps to lift their vibration and give them, energises them and to say an affirmation. We all know how important that is. Right. Um, our thoughts create our reality. So if we, and it sounds like you've done this, you know, an amazing job with your daughters of positive thinking and affirmations mm-hmm. that forms that strong sense of solidity and power within ourselves that we are what we think. So teaching children at a young age to to say these really just instills within them. That's their, that's their foundation. Right. You know, when, cause we do our affirmations every morning and our gratitude and in our prayer. And when I, they understand it's kind of a, it's a repetition. It's a muscle, but mm-hmm. I know that we do it we, rain or shine. I don't care if you're in a bad mood or whatever, but it changes our vibration. You know, there's a song on the radio. We play gratitude music if we need to really lift it up higher, but yeah. you know, it's like through their life watching, you know, each grade, as I dropped them off at school, you know, they always had to give compliments every day, five people. And it was always like, what am I getting? I'm not getting one back. And I said, that's not why you're giving compliments because most of them probably don't know how to do it back, but you're doing it to give, you know, to teach children. It's about giving, not receiving. And it's a natural muscle now for them at this. So it's interesting, you know, because where you're at, I'm where I, you're going to see the fruit of your labor in like 10 years and I'm seeing my fruit of my labor now. And it's just so gosh, and just, it it lights me up to see them and the confidence that they know that, I mean, I I hear Paige who was bullied. They both have been, 
I mean, I don't even like to use that label because <laughs> it's yeah. all happening for you, right? They're all, it's all perfect. Yeah. But, you know, just watching her evolve and understand as a mom to know that that's her lesson. It's not mine to be, and I've gone through that where I'm like the mama bear and I'm going to fight you, call the principal. <laughs> you know, I've definitely gone through my journey, yeah. but now watching it now, you know, you push your timeline ahead 10 years and you're looking at it like when you understand that these children, when they have the tools inside of them and you've uh-huh. get empowered them to see it and know it and visualize, I mean, we visualize it's I mean, we do vision boards and all the things, but to learn your mind, you know, to have a, you know, even how Belinda teaches that visualizing and, you know, the sapphire or the violet, the violet light. Yeah. So we, we do that in the car. We, you know, and then someone, you know, will be somewhere and Presley will text me and say something. And I said, okay, surround yourself in violet light. She's like, okay, mom. So now at this stage of the game, we're doing these tools, you know, where I see them coming into it like it comes natural. Yes, that's right. And how incredible is that, I think. And imagine if all of the world is doing what your daughters are doing. Imagine That's what I think. I think that imagine if we equip that next generation with all of these tools within themselves, the world is just going to be such an incredible place. And I yes. think that was another driving force for me of when those chaotic world events were happening, the majority of people were turning that into a chaos and a personal chaos. Mm -hmm. And look what you were saying before about what your daughters were doing. They were immediately finding the positive and seeing, okay, being grateful, like you were saying, come back to the now and being grateful for what they can do now in this situation. Yes. And if the whole world had that perspective, then there wouldn't have been (laughs) chaos. Right? You know, it's so funny because... You know, I see the the people on the side of the street with the signs, with their little kids with, no, you know, no masks and vaccines and everything. And I think, you know, that's fine. That's all. That's their journey. Absolutely no judgment. But it's so funny when the girls drive by and they're like, mom, it's just perfect. Like, let's just, you know, love and th- visualize it happening perfectly and visualize, you know, and I, and I know yeah. to some people that sounds, you know, you're teaching your kid not to, you know, focus on reality, but these tools that you believe in too about, you know, our soul is so infinite and yes, you know, beyond what you can imagine. That's right. And powerful. It's to me, it's that source of power. And yes. we need to teach that to our children. And you're right. You, we can't look at reality. We can't look at, um, you know, some terrible things that are happening in the world and, and pretend they're not happening. And that's, I feel what we're not doing and, and, you know, we, we're looking at things, we're feeling, you know, we will get hurt emotions, we will get hurt feelings, we will feel them. Right. But then there has to become a choice of what you're going to do next. What is the next step? You felt those hurt feelings, you're lonely, you're sad, you're afraid, you're, you feel ignored. And this is what I write in my book. When you feel those way, what next? And that's to me is the step that we're empowering our children to take. It's a choice out of fear towards positivity mm-hmm. so and the the ladder to get them out of that is hopefully this toolkit of knowing you have those soul strengths those soul treasures doing the visualization exercise saying the affirmation and then you'll be carrying that positivity on into the next you know the next part of your life and that I think is to me, like one of the greatest gifts you can give a child is that toolkit of yeah. how to stand up for themselves, how to represent themselves, exactly what you're saying. As a parent, you naturally want to get in there and fight all their fights for them. And, and I have that strong mother bear protective instinct very right. strongly. But at the same time, I just think how satisfying as a parent, incredibly, you know, amazing feeling you'll feel when you can see your children they're fully equipped and then they're, they're teaching you in like your daughters are doing now. They're, they're reassuring you. Right. Um, oh, totally. They're my biggest teachers. <laughs> you that's know. right. You're thinking, oh, so, and, and that was another key thing in my book. I wanted to make sure I included the word wise because to me we associate or society in general might associate wisdom with being old, having lots of life experience, learning many things. 
But children are innately wise and that wisdom comes to me from listening to their soul, listening to their instincts, listening to that, their guidance, their intuition. And as you know, when you listen to little kids talking sometimes, they do have wisdom that's beyond Mm -hmm. their years. And I want children to know they have that within them as well, especially when it comes to handling social media and, and, you know, because if they love something and they want to portray themselves in a way or put up posts or decide to do whatever okay. they want to do, if that comes, if that's their wisdom and they're listening to themselves and they know that's right for them, then it doesn't matter if you receive criticism or approval. Exactly. You're doing it for yourself. Right. And, and that if everybody lives like that, then the whole world would be content. Right. And I always say it doesn't have to be one person makes a difference. You know, if we, if you can be like, be that way and send love and have it catch on and watch how the world can shift. I watch it where she's and we talk about vibration a lot and energy and, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe and all those words. And, you know, now yours, I mean, having little kids, I remember thinking when they would start to kind of get sensitive about people hurting their feelings and I'd always say, send them love. That's, yeah. you know, they don't know any better. And always looking at it like, what can you do to make that better? Instead yeah. of being the person, the victim. And I'm always about, we're not being, teaching kids not to be the victim. That's right. That's right. And at the same time, teaching them, it's okay to feel hurt. It's yes. very, we are human. We are right. humans. It's okay to feel those feelings. But then to me, it's, and then what? Yes. And then how do we move out of that? Because we don't, we become that victim if we're just going to stay in our negative feelings. We don't want to get out of them. We're in the puddle. We're swimming around the mud and we're not moving. But to me, it's like we've got so much power within us to make a choice to move out of that and to move towards positivity and and then to be of service and to send love back and to give. And that's the, you know, the essence. And getting back to my inspiration, I, I wanted to share with you that I actually wrote the first story that when I started really meditating and being open to writing a book and it started flowing through is a a junior fiction chapter book, we call it in Australia, which I think is a middle grade novel. Oh, neat. Oh, really? Called Find Your Treasure. So that's what I've written first, but my illustrator is finishing the illustrations. So I can't wait for you to read that one and your listeners and your daughters. That's amazing. that's I go into a lot more because it's for an older age group. It's probably say from eight to thirteen or older. Mm-hmm. I get to go more into your thoughts and your feelings and your energy and your chakras and more into that. And it's an incredible adventure story of our brother mm-hmm. and his sister. So flying around the world on the back of a magic dragonfly. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You know, I used to tell stories. We used to like when I was watching pictures of you. And I used to lay in bed when they were little and we would, they want me to do this dragon where we were on the dragon. We'd all close our eyes and we'd be flying to like our cousins in Seattle. And then we'd stop and do something fun there. But every day, every night go before, they'd rather me do that than read a book. Oh my gosh, totally. That is, that's so amazing. Actually, I do the same. It's, we call it imaginary story. And my kids, I'll, I'll read them a little story, like a book. And then it's imaginary story time. First, I sneak in a song that I enjoy singing, but they don't enjoy oh, so funny. much. And, and then, um, yeah, imaginary story. And a big one they love hearing from me um, is the stories of when I was their age, or they'll get to pick an age. So I say once upon a time, but not very long ago, I was, and they guess the age. And then I just tell them a story oh. of what I was doing at that age with my brothers and sister, and they love hearing about that. And, oh, I bet. Yeah, Storytelling is definitely something that I'm I'm passionate about and and love doing. Love love sharing a story. When you wrote the other book, the first one that's not out yet, did you feel like you channeled that? Was that just coming through you, like you couldn't help but write? I definitely, it was a incredible feeling. I had the intention of that core philosophy or message that I wanted to, to write. But then the words just started flowing and one day I'd accidentally locked myself out the back and it, it was flowing and I found a black text through the cardboard box and just started writing. Oh. And my husband came home and said, what are you doing? And I said, I, I think I'm writing a book. 
Oh, I love it. Amazing. But, and then, yeah, I would, that would be my practice of how to prepare to write. So I'd, you know, find the time to do it. I'd sit out the back on our patio, you know, back veranda, and I would start to meditate first just to clear my mind. And then I'd just, it would be flowing through and I'd, I'd just start writing. With a pen a, or with a with Yeah, a with a pen. I had to write with a pen and then later started typing it. But I could, my, I found a wonderful editor called Kelly Nissen who lives on the other side of Australia after I'd finished the manuscript because I was basically just ready to print it. Where, where do I take this book to right. get printed? <laughs> and then <laughs> I listened to some friends who recommended getting an editor. And so I can safely say that the manuscript that I did free flow write is not the perfect final version. So I feel that I... I don't want to say I channeled it, but I, well, I I probably should give myself a bit more credit. I listened, I tuned in, I set my intention, I did a meditation and I just let it come to me and I'd flow, I'd go with that flow and I'd write and then I'd feel a little bit more instinct to research a bit more and I'd read some more books and then I'd come back and and, and write. So that it was a joy. Yeah. What do you see... um, now, like you're what in your early forties? Where do you see your what's next? Like, do you want to keep writing? Do you want to do things with children? Like, yeah, maybe? I I want to. So I can't wait to get my chapter book out into the world. My picture book is is out already, and I'm also creating it like a game, a game for parents to play with their children that teachers could play at school, which is drawing upon is based upon the um, my soul treasure concept. So. I want children to learn how to find their treasure, which they can do at home with their parents through my game. So, yeah, my like the next foreseeable future for me is getting that game out there and creating more educational content for children to be able to take this and really find it within themselves because it's going to be unique to everyone. What makes you feel creative will be different to what makes me feel creative, what makes you feel happy, and that's the the real, um, the kind of depth that I want to give to this program, if you like. Um, I've got a friend who's a teacher and she's started like the game in her class this year. So oh testing that out at the moment, uh, which is really exciting. And oh, then, I love that. Yeah. Where do you see education going? Do you see it these last two years, this shift in understanding, you know, kids can be on, on computers at home. You know, and I, I have, my girls are always asking me, mom, math, I don't, why, why do I need to learn this in history? I don't really care. And, you know, and all these, you know, and it's true. Like I get that. I mean, I'd rather them learning investment and, you know, soul finding and learning how to, you know, tap into your intuition. And, you know, there's just, there's so many different things to life that it's just the old school, school foundation of this education that we've had for how many years that now I feel like it kind of opened up in the last two years to something like your book, your game, you know, and all this new, I mean, you know, we were talking about Dominic, right? I yes. had so I many people. You know, just, was saying. Yes. Yes. And how, you know, how he's, yes, yeah. you know, aura coming out, people talking about auras and, and what I'm attracting from my, my students. I don't think three years ago, it would have caught on, you know, yeah. just, it's just a different energy. Don't you think? I agree. I definitely agree. And that's one of the benefits that we've seen from COVID just a more openness, I think of in society in general to how do we respond to things happening that are beyond our control and look at how that's given us all an opportunity to look inward, to spend more time with family, to reassess our priorities and I think, yeah, in general, we're coming upon a time where we can we can look back and say we've had a lot of what Dominic called the old information, which from going to university, and, and many people would understand this too, we, you've seen a lot of those old textbooks have been sitting on those shelves for a long time. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's needs, it's wrong. It, it was the truth of the time. But I'm excited for all the new information and which will come about in the years ahead. We know science is the forefront of, for example, quantum physics. My husband loves to talk about this with me. It's so advanced 
And it's so exciting that I can't wait for that to now trickle back through so that we can reassess all of the other sciences or just make way for a whole, you know, new set of fresh information to come through. Mm-hmm. And this, the, our children will be the generation and generations beyond that will allow that new information to be discovered. So yes. humanity needs to be able to safely go, okay, sure, those old textbooks written in the 19X, they were true for the time, but how about we allow ourselves to look at everything from a new perspective and make up some new scientific discoveries or scientific understandings and that also goes hand in hand with spirituality for me because we know now from quantum physics that the role of the observer is critical. It's a real role. So let's apply that to the rest of our sciences in particular and, and studies of we all have an active role in our reality through our thoughts, through our intentions, and that impacts not only scientific discoveries but also our personal reality. So I can't wait to, to hear what are going to be the topics of university degrees mm-hmm. by the time they're old ladies. Like yeah, I'd really. love to hear people. It would be so exciting. I think, you know, I have encountered ideas or people who might think, oh, all the doom and gloom and I'm worried about what the future will be for our, you know, for generations to come and I just have the opposite opinion. I have such a positive and optimistic view of the future and to me we need to, like, just be open-minded and allowing these younger generations to come up and and lead the way. I, and I, I love that. And I love, you know, when I look and talk to Paige, my 15-year-old, about, you know, what do you want to study in school? And, you know, we're trying to, like, start talking about that. And and I don't, it's your path. And I want her to have that. But I love to talk about it. And I love to, to she loves skincare. And, you know, so we're talking, she's she's a... A, you know, I don't even have to buy any, we go to the Sephora and she's like, that's good for you. That's good for you. <laughs> you know, so I'm showing her. Yeah. Okay. That's an interest. Look at what things that pull you, you know, that you love and you want to learn. And, but when you think of the future, especially with your children, I get so excited from what I'm learning from this podcast, all my guests that I've had that have these, I mean, I've learned, I mean, I've grown so much from just speaking to these amazing people it made my thought thinking and my, the students that I've met that we continue to be connected and are always growing. You know, you just, you get your tribe together and it's all, it's like, we'll send podcasts to each other. It's like, we're podcast. Someone said, were we a podcast junkie? Like, but I get the, you know, it's, but it's, it's just, we all want to grow. We're learning so much and there's so much to learn. And I have the, yeah. Yeah. Dominic, what? He mentioned that to you as well in in that in your first podcast with him that through by connecting and sharing information we're growing in that way. Yes, I know he loves to. You know I, that that was one thing I was telling. We talk about sometimes the girls have a hard time connecting with other children their age, and I it's a different energy, and you won't understand that until you get to my stage because I didn't see that for a long time, but when I've instilled these tools and really been present, you know, Mm -hmm. you start to see, mom, I don't have any, no one, you know, it's like a, I don't connect. So I, what would you say? Like, let's say you're fast forward and tell me what, I want to hear what you would say. I'm not going to tell you what I say, but I want to hear what you would say. To to your daughters at that time. Yes. What would you say? they're They're being very brave because it's basically, if you were, if you think back in history, where you needed to go and discover a new land, someone had to walk first, didn't they? So they are being explorers. They're going first. So if they feel that they can't connect with the the groups that are surrounding them right now, that's just because they're at the forefront of the way of their thinking. So they've grown up with such a, a sense of optimism from their upbringing, from what you've taught them, that they probably are do have a higher vibration, but they're they're leading the way. They're showing the way forward. So, and people, their friends will see that, and they'll be drawn to it because, as you, we know, that we, in general, collectively, humanity wants to rise up. We want. We're going to always tend towards love, tend towards hope, and not 
just be, you know, thinking of a, a doom and gloom scenario. So they have to keep walking their path, but they're being very brave yeah, in walking that. and walking forward and keep shining their light. And then those, the friends that will will see that and admire and know that then in themselves they'll feel confident enough to do that too. And I think we we so quickly, and it's very natural as a teenager too, you're battling some some pumping hormones through your system that it's very natural at that age just to be judging, quickly judge, quick judge. And it's a reminder I think that we need to kind of instill in them is take a second to pause and you don't need to judge that person. You can, you know, if they're different to you, like respect and show compassion. And I think that they're, that's the, the brave path they're walking right now, which is, you know, incredible. They're going to grow up to be incredible women. Yes. And I love that. And that's empowering. And I can tell you have written books because the way you describe them, that you described it at the beginning where picture the walking through the, the, the land and I can see the, like I'm reading yeah. a story. I saw the visual. You're amazing. At oh. talk, you know, at, at describing a story and why you love storytelling with your children and why you wrote books. But, you know, when, when you think of how short childhood is and we only get one childhood and for parents to realize that and to empower them, how you're doing it with your book and your tools and your beliefs and what you know and the understanding. I mean, your children are going to be the leaders. Like they're going to be the ones that you just described. You know, they'll be there before they get there. You know, they're already there. But what, tell me what, as you have been a parent, because we're kind of coming to the end, what would you think? Like if I look back and told my, before I had a baby or, you know, what would be my, what would be the biggest advice? What would you give yourself? Like before you before had this. I became a parent? Yes. If yeah, you could go okay. back in time and tell that, tell Kate, this is what I would tell you. Yeah, I think it's so hard to, because you know what it's like. You've got nappies to change. Your house is a bomb site. You, it's a reality. And it's so easy just to turn away from that. But you've got to remember that you it goes back to the quote that you posted the other day in your story. You're never going to get to the end of your life and think, oh, I wish I'd wiped the bench over another time. Like I wish my kitchen table looked a bit cleaner and my lounge room floor didn't have so many toys on it. You're not going to think that. Right. You're going to think of those moments, those connections, those eye-to-eye contact connections with your kids, watching them laugh, playing with them on their level, being silly, playing imaginary games, doing drawings together and really enjoying the joy, their joy because they're so joyful mm-hmm. and our, the gift that we get as a parent is to get back to that level of, of pure joy and enjoy it with them and that would be the key thing that I would, would want to tell myself, take that time, just pause, leave the kitchen bench, leave the, the toys on the floor and sit down with them and enjoy it with them, enjoy their laughter and, and that beautiful eye contact and their, their gorgeous smiles. Yes. Oh, see, I can have like 10 more kids just talking about that because, because <laughs> I miss those days, you know, but I remember being, like you said, everyone kept saying, oh, it goes so fast. And I just go, okay. And, and now I'm the one at the grocery store. Oh, I love those. You're so lucky. Mine are at school. I loved it when they were at the shopping cart with me. And, you know, I just cherish those days. It is, and but the beauty that you have before you in a decade or so to come is you'll get to be an amazing grandma and then you get <laughs> to enjoy all the babies again. Right. Oh, geez, don't go there yet. <laughs> I need to, oh gosh, you know, just, you know, the, it's just when you look back at raising children, when you do what you believe in doing and what you've woken up to, and realize the importance of it. And you get to come to this stage of the game and go, I have two years left with Paige. I know her choices are her choices, but I've given her the tools to make her realize her soul is so powerful that she has the tools to get her through to make the right choices. She knows her values. That is like the biggest thing that could make me cry because that is what you I came here to do. That's right. 
and it's such a joy for you to feel that feeling yes. that you're doing what you wanted to do and that you came here to do and you can't ask for a better feeling than that in yeah. life at all and on that note <laughs> Okay, thank you so much for being here. And I know it's nine in the now it's 10 in the morning, and you're already a day ahead (laughs) to even have this time together and, and share your book with me. And you just speak my language. And, you know, when, when you realize when you I always talk about breadcrumbs, and you just keep picking the breadcrumbs up and going and knowing that every, you know, there's magic every day. And, you're like a magic moment. Belinda was a magic moment. You know, I just, those little people that you meet along the way. And then, you know, the Steve Jobs quote where you can't, you know, the pieces going, you can't see going forward or whatever. You, you can only see this going backwards, right? Yeah. Like hindsight's twenty twenty. But, you yeah. know, when you look back at your life and you look at how all these, you know, synchronicities and not, you know, I don't look at it as there's no accidents when we all look back and we see how we got connected and who knows what's going to be ahead. And I just love dreaming. What if Kate and I did da da da? you know, like what if, you know, what brought us together? There's something. Yes. And it's just so fun to live like that in the wonder and the, in the awe of life. That's right. The awe of life and the experience to really embrace it, to be here and be alive and to experience want your heart's desires what your soul is here to do because you can have anything you can be anything you can do anything there's no limits just like we talk there's no limits right. <laughs> right. anyway so, so we can find you on your instagram you can yes my instagram is at soul treasure underscore and i am having my website built at the moment so stay tuned and you can find my book, My Soul Treasure, on Amazon Book Depository, at Barnes & Noble in America, and all around the world you can find it. So oh, I hope exciting. Yeah, that you get to enjoy it. And thank you so much, Ashley. It's been a real privilege to meet you, and thank you for having me in your podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm excited to share your magic with my world. You have so much to share and so much ahead of you. I'm excited to see what your journey, how it unfolds. Thank you. Thank you you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments or feedback please contact me at the uncover your magic website thank you so much for listening and don't forget always look for the magic